Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Johnny and the mothers are playing something at the Savoy in Vermont tonight. Berman's gonna kill my brother at the Savoy Theater tonight. I didn't say that. No, but I know this grapevine. Why would I put it there? Kindness? Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast, episode 159, coming to you live from Bayside, New York, Comac, New York, and eventually Freehold, New Jersey. There's a traffic jam. Whose fault is that? It's the Ready to Unload New York Sports Talk Podcast. Hi, everyone. It has been a while. Happy New Year. Holy cow. Happy New Year, you guys. It's a, uh, it's a new year. It's very exciting. It's 2014. We have been gone for a month, and uh, much like Han being frozen in carbonite, everybody's having delusions of grandeur. It's been a disaster. Okay? New York sports are a disaster. So, we are here to have some fun tonight. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, every team, every one of the teams. The Jets, the Giants, the Mets, the, the Yankees, the Knicks, the Nets. The Islanders, the Rangers, all of them. We're going to talk about all of them. And let's get right to it, because it's been too long. It's been a month. We have a lot to talk about. Let's bring in the co-host of the program, Mr. Brian Calniva. Calpino. Cal- oh, by the way, I'm, I'm Steve Sampietro. Sampete. I'm, I'm one half of the equation here. And now it's time to bring in... Let's do that again. Boy, rusty. My intros are rusty. Mr. Brian Calniva. Calpino Caliente. Hi, Brian. Hi, Steve. How are you, then? Good. You're looking well, sir. Happy New Year. You're looking fit, Cal. No, I'm not. You're not looking good. No, not after the holidays. Tell me, how are your New Year's resolutions? Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Let's just say I got on the scale on Monday. <laughs> and? That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Not, uh, not pleased with that? been salads and yogurts all week. <laughs> it's been lousy with, lousy with salads and yogurts this week. All week. A lot of oranges. Okay. All right. A lot of oranges. Good. Yeah. Good. So is that uh, one of your New Year's resolutions to... Uh... Well, it's detox from the holidays. I see. For sure. I see. How were your holidays? They were really nice. Yeah. 
that, right? It seems like a long time ago already, doesn't it? It, it was like six months ago. It wasn't. <laughs> it feels like it was. It feels like Christmas was six. Oh, and I'm also a, hey, it's over. Let's move on. Yeah, I still got my tree up. No, no, no. Negatory. No. Well, that's because uh, Hercules interfered with uh, my de-Christmasing this weekend. Oh, is that... <laughs> Right? Was it, is that what they call it? Hercules? The please, winter storm? Please don't refer to the storms by their by their media driven names, please. Well, it was Hercules followed by the polar vortex. Yes. Well and, we I mean we all got polar vortexed. Did we get polar vortexed? No. I vortexed the crap out of that storm. Yeah, well I hope you have unlimited minutes. The um <laughs> get it? See what I I see what you. Everybody sees what you did there. I think we're all rusty. If you were, if you were to name a storm, and you wanted to create the maximum amount of panic and hype, polar vortex, pretty good. It's pretty good. That's not. It wasn't a storm though. That was just the temperature. I see. Well, it was. It was cold. You know, look, I'm not a weather guy. We know this. No. I am very much a. The weather is what it is. Where you live, that's the deal. That's the dealio gilio, okay? That's what it is. But uh, that was cold. That was really cold. That was a little ridiculous. I was up in Albany last week, and it was minus four degrees up there. Yeah. And I thought that was cold. When you can make a number of Hoth jokes comfortably, and people that normally wouldn't get like a Tauntaun joke are laughing, <laughs> like we're like, yeah, no kidding. Uh, it's cold. Yeah, it was. It was cold. <laughs> it was officially. I uh, uh, my my boss sent me a message because you know the trains were delayed because of the extreme cold on Tuesday. So like it was like 25 minutes on the on the tracks there. Very chilly. I was not prepared. I should have been prepped like I was going to a jet game, and uh, I'm in slacks or like a like Packers a game. Yeah, like a jerk. I, I'm. I mean, I'm. I was ill prepared. Wait, wait. Are you suggesting that everybody that wears slacks are jerks? That's correct. Wow. <laughs> we're doing that this year, huh? That's it. Wow. We're cutting That's a it. wide swath, aren't we? The slacks people, you know who you are. And I don't even need to wear slacks to work. I can wear jeans. I'm wearing slacks. I could... Dungarees. Dungarees. Correct. <laughs> That's correct. Um, and uh, he said that uh, they had taken the polar bears in at the zoo. That was not a joke. Like, that's a bad sign. That's a, that's a really bad sign. If they're, if they're pulling the polar bears, that's not good. Maybe, maybe the humans shouldn't be out. <laughs> yeah. Just the polar bears are going in. Just saying. Maybe just not a good idea. So it was, it was, it was extraordinarily cold. But we are, we are in the winter months. We are through the holidays. My Christmas tree comes down on December 26th at about 12.01 p.m. Oh, you leave it up for the next morning? I leave it up for the next morning. Okay. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas part two, the revenge. Right. All my, uh, all my son needs is another Christmas. The, the four that he had weren't sufficient. That's, that sounds like a new Christmas song. <laughs> all my son needs is another Christmas. That's like a Mariah Carey Christmas song. Right, that's the follow-up right. to All I Want for Christmas. It's All I Want for it's Four Christmases. Um. No, 1201. It's got to, it's, I have to do it. Wow. Because I just, I need to get on with my life. I also don't have a house. You have a house. Yeah. Well, you've got room. I don't have much of a house. But, <laughs> no. 
Uh, not a lot of room. Who do you got a bungalow? Yeah, it's small. It's not. A, it's it's got to be bigger than my place. And to put it's, to put a Christmas tree up, you have to move things. Yeah, we did. Right, but I'm very OCD. I need those things back in their places as soon as possible. Oh, see, now we're going to leave everything where we moved them to. Oh, is <laughs> just just sands a Christmas tree. So basically, this was like a reorganization. Right, it was Extreme Home Makeover Christmas Edition. <laughs> so we're excited. Uh, oh, very well then. Then good then. This worked, this worked out well then. So that's, uh, that's it. So now it's a new year, 2014. I, um, Not a lot has changed. And yet everything has changed. I feel like if you were looking for some sort of change upon the new year, yeah. you're looking in the wrong place. Not, <laughs> this is the wrong year to be looking. It's the same. How have you determined that already? I, everything feels different to me. All right. I'm entirely an, antithetical. Antithetical? Um, it feels that way every year for me. I'm a big New Year's guy. I'm a big, this is fresh start stuff. New Year's, like, now what do you do? Do you make resolutions? Do you vow to change things? The first thing I do is, is rejoin the gym. I think that's oh. everybody's, <laughs> first on everybody's list. Okay. Immediately. Right. December 26th, down to the gym. On December 26th, you joined. That's right. That's not... Oh, no, no. yeah, no, no, yeah, I'm sorry, January 2nd. What am I oh, saying? Oh, okay, then you are like <laughs> I did a, I did a lot on December 26th. There's a lot that goes down. You joined the gym in the morning, came home, 1201, <laughs> took the tree down. Took the tree down. Did my taxes at five. <laughs> I'm completely prepared for the new year. No, I, um, I do make the, the resolution list. There's things that I want to do. It's a fresh start. That's the whole reason to have New Year's. Okay. I mean, because, well, let's think about it. The calendar is a completely man-made thing. The, the years that we follow is completely us. It's, it's a civilization thing. It's like a conditioning thing. The new year is there so you can start over. People created the calendar the way it is. I mean, based on the cycles and the seasons, I get all that. It's fine. But New Year's is still there because it's a new year. You get to start over again. Look, I, I'm, I will agree with you that it's an opportunity to start anew. I, it, all, I, it, it always is. It means nothing. In, the, in, 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 in other words, why did they decide it's December 31st is New Year's and to make January 1st the new year? All I'm saying is it's, it's January 9th, and I feel mm-hmm. like it's, it's out the window already. <laughs> but, well, that's a different, that's a different and that, Yeah, situation. that's my point. We, we had, <laughs> there's always an opportunity... And you go into it fresh-faced and bushy-tailed, and here we go, 2014. It's going to be my year. Fresh-faced? It's not, yeah. Your face is fresh. Always. Exciting. Your face is so exciting to me. Oh, who's that? The Commodores? fresh. Can't be the Commodores. Is it? Why can't can't it be? Could be. Certainly could be. So you're saying everything you planned, including the Commodores, out the window. Out the window, including my Commodore 64. Yes. Well, that's, that stands to reason. Out the window. Since it's 2014. Well, look, I don't mean to, I don't mean to rain on your New Year's parade. Trust me. If you, if you have a fresh outlook on the new year, then God bless you. More power to you. Yeah. And I, and I, and you officially I, rained on my Rose Bowl parade, by the way. I, I did, right? Yeah. Sorry. I was just about to have a Rose Bowl parade, and you rained on it. Well, now you're not going to have one. Nope. Don't get me started on the Rose Bowl. <laughs> okay. Why? 
Well, all of college football, really. Yes. Which, Look, you know, it's, it's, which is funny because, and, and I'll just jump right into the sports. I don't care. Please. Uh, it's, you know. I, I, know I, mean, I, I mean, I had a plan for the podcast tonight. I know it's early, but I know this is, this is a non sequitur. I had a, uh, I had a, I, I had a plan. We're still going to follow your plan. Okay. All, all I'm going to say is that even though that national championship game was, was terrific, I still couldn't get into it. Really? Yeah. This is a great place to start because it's part this of. It wasn't the, part of your plan, though. It's part, but that's okay. That's we adapt and adjust. That's what we do. Well, that's what we do in the new year. It's the new year. Right. It's a year of adaptation, adaptation more probably. And adjustments, okay? Flexibility. Read, read and react. <laughs> Remember, I told you that's my acting style. Read. <laughs> it's, I went to the linebacking school of acting. Read and react. Okay. All right. So, is that why Brian Urlacher was such a good actor? <laughs> and and uh, the Boz. Oh, all of them. I mean, tremendous. Brian Bosworth, tremendous actor. He was good. Because you're taught to read and react. Didn't he? He did a movie, didn't he? Oh God, yes. Cold Steel or something like something, that. Or? Yeah. He did a movie, The Boz. I feel like he did it with Van Damme. Were you into college football at that time? Mm, a little bit. A like, little bit. Like, you know, I used to, I used to be able. Here, here we go. I used to be able to get excited for New Year's Day. Because you knew that all of the bowl games were on New Year's Day. Not all of them, but the, but the main bowl games were going to be on New Year's Day. Okay. And I used to like that. New Year's Day, you used to go and you, you would watch college football. And, and over time, it's just, you know, they've added too many bowls. They've stretched out the season. Right. That they're playing the championship on January 6th now. Yeah, it's stupid. It's just, it's hard for me. You know, I, I, we talk about being flexible and evolving and adapting I have not adapted to the way college football has changed. And I'll be very open about that. Let's be honest. I haven't adapted. <laughs> oh, no. That's the first let's be honest of the year. Congratulations. Ding, 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 ding. The balloons just came down in my kitchen. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. The, the, one of the ideas, though, that you're hitting upon here, which is really interesting to me, is we're going to talk about the NFL later and the Jets, and we're going to talk about baseball, and we're going to talk about popularity and fanhood and, and how it's a very dark time right now for New York sports, and there hasn't been a lot to enjoy right now in sports. College football is this, this last landscape – landscape's not the right word. This last bastion. bastion. Thank you. First bastion of the year. Felt good. First of many. But no doubt. Um, no doubt about it. No, no, I said no doubt. Big no. difference. <laughs> there is no doubt about it. I've I've re, I've resolved in the new year to just say no doubt. How about no question? Nope, no doubt. Gwen Stefani. I may just say Gwen Stefani <laughs> instead. I may just go Stefani. Oh, well, oh now it's just Stefani. <laughs> Let's just shorten it to Stefani. Boy. So college football is this bastion, though. It is one of the last bastions where I think they don't. They almost don't care what they do to you because you will be a fan no matter what. Like you're either a fan of college, you know, like they. That, well, that's, a, that's an excellent point. I think that extends, and, and I'm sure you were going to expound on the fact that it extends throughout all of sports, right? Yes, but I think football and specifically the NFL and college really trade on 
their fans' loyalty and how they're not going anywhere. And college football really does this. Like, they don't – is college football trying to get new viewers? They don't care. They don't care. Like, if they were interested in keeping the casual college football fan interested – if they were interested in keeping them interested, allow myself to introduce myself. But if they were interested in keeping the average fan entertained and or um, looking forward to their what is going to now be a playoff system, then of course you keep the bowl games on New Year's. Of course. Of course. But that's where, that's where the NHL recognized an opportunity and have swooped in with the Winter Classic. With the Winter Classic, sure. But I'm saying... College football is like you're gonna like us no matter what. If you like college football, you're watching that game. And I think the NFL trades on that too, but not to. The NFL's maybe worse. The NFL is worse <laughs> like, when it comes to their flex scheduling. I'm, I, I just right. I think the NFL really thinks at this point you're gonna watch no matter what we do. Right. You're gonna watch. We Where have you. We're not going to urinate on you. That's it. We, we and you're still going to watch. <laughs> We're going to schedule a night game in Green Bay when the temperature is negative 18 degrees, and you're going to go, and you're going to love it. You know that fancy new car you got? We just put sugar in the gas tank, and there's a playoff game on. What are you going to do? You hitchhiked, didn't you? Your move. <laughs> love the NFL. <laughs> love, love the NFL. Love the NFL. Um, yeah, there's just Goodell like just twirling his mustache. It's true. They don't. They don't care about anything. We're gonna. We're Guess gonna gouge the prices. I slashed your tires. You paid a thousand dollars a seat. The game's in an hour. <laughs> You'll go. I'll see you there. <laughs> they don't care. They gouge you on the prices. You're absolutely right. Your favorite team just got new jerseys. <laughs> They're $500 a piece. <laughs> You'll wear it. <laughs> you know what? A toddler jersey? Yes. We're charging $75 for a 3T. It's only going to fit him for about four months. And the guy's going to get traded this year. <laughs> You'll buy it. They don't care. They really don't. Nope. But I, I, feel, I feel like college football is not interested in us as fans. No. Like you, like you and me. Like they, they do not, you and I, they do not care about us. They don't care if we watch the game on, on Monday night. They don't care. Because they know enough people are going to watch the game. And, and, and enough people, especially in those areas... Are well, uh, yeah. That's they're married to it. That's their life. Sure. If we we've talked about this in the past briefly, it's a good place to start with fanhood, and what we're going through right now as New York fans, and how everything is sort of stinky, and and how it's really testing your resolve and your metal as a sports fan. Like, why am I watching? I'm not enjoying my teams. I'm not enjoying the conversation about my teams. Why am I still a fan? Why do I do this? And to take a look at the college fan, like the college, like the Ohio State fan is nuts, nuts. And you're, and you're not just talking about 
the university student. No, I'm talking about people that didn't even go there. Right. I mean, go talk to somebody about UT football in Texas. That doesn't even go there. Nobody went there. They're, 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 it was the hugest story in the world who they were going to hire as a coach. Because they, they I mean, it's, that's it. It's college football. Because you, and, and we've mentioned this, you're rooting for the jersey, not the player. College football, yes. You're, well, in all sports, really. You, right, you should be. But in pro sports, we get so attached to the player. Yeah, but then the player moves on, and you get a new player in, and you're still rooting for the team. Right. But you're still pissed off that we don't have Jose Reyes anymore in the Mets. You know what I mean? You, you, you gain attachment to players in professional sports who have come up through your farm system or have sure. for a long time. Sure. It's, you'd like to say that you're only rooting for the name on the jersey, but you're not or for the name on the front of the jersey, but a lot of times you're rooting for the name on the back of the jersey because you come atta- attached to players that play for your team. Yeah, but I'm not rooted. I am not. It doesn't mean you're going to stop rooting for that team. Right. At all. Uh, well, but I, I, you know, you caught me. I was going to say, but I'm not rooting for Jose Reyes anymore, but I kind of am. Yep. You know? And, 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 but I, would, but I wouldn't be rooting for him if he went to the Yankees or he went to the Braves or it depends right. on where he goes. But the players in college, and, and especially in college football, college basketball is a joke now because of the one-year rule and guys are basically just there for a year just to get to the pros and... um. In college football, you're clearly rooting for the laundry. Like, it just changes every year so much. There's so much turnover on a team that it's, it's just it's fascinating to me how blindly loyal a college football fan can be for a team who has no chance to win a national championship. Like, how many teams have a chance to win a, win a national championship? Six? Yeah, going into a season, not many. Right, like, maybe eight? Out of 136 or whatever it is. Yeah. Exactly. I know. That's a good point. But, that, but that, that Arizona State football fan is fanatic. Well, Arizona State's a bad example. That, that Texas Tech football fan, that A&M football fan. Yeah. Fanatic. Sure. Even a Northwestern football fan. Sure. Doesn't matter. Right. That's fascinating to me. Brian Bosworth, by the way, if you Google Brian Bosworth... The second thing that comes up is his IMDb page. How many movies has he been in? That's how, that's how much he's worked. He, I forgot he was in Three Kings, Cal. I don't remember that. Yeah. Huh. He's in Three Kings. He, he did a little Nash Bridges action. Okay. Yes. That's right. A little TV. Uh, the but, name of the movie I was thinking of is Stone Cold. That's it, yeah. With... Uh, with Gumasi uh, uh, Yam, who's in that? I, I can't look at the boss. He looks good. He that looks was dumb. that was the one he starred in, right? Yes, that was. <laughs> Here we go. Here it is. And tagline: Joe Huff is a tough go it alone cop with a flair for infiltrating dangerous biker gangs. And scene: I want to be in the Stone Cold Brian Bosworth business with you guys. But Dude. who who else was in the movie? Uh, uh, William Forsythe, Lance Henriksen. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not hitting the big people here. Doesn't appear that anybody really big was in the movie. That's what I want to know. He is in. Uh, is he in Alpha Justice? I don't know. But anyway, the boss uh, far better actor than linebacker. Far better. 
<laughs> By, it's not even close. Is that your dog snoring? Can you hear that? Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> that's how good our new microphones are. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's not just that I can hear it. It's loud. It's loud, and he's across the room. Yes. Can't hear a word we're saying, so it's not like we put him to sleep. <laughs> that's great. Oh, boy. Okay. Well. He, he is clearly enjoying the podcast. Hey, guess what? So he thinks of college football. I have good news. That music can only mean good news. Yes. Well, that music can mean that music can mean good news. It can also mean that somebody's covering Pink Floyd's Fearless, which has been done 3,472 times. Could mean could mean you're at a bar in the down in the Lower East Side watching a very bad acoustic performer. But I know what it means. Tonight. But you know what it means. Yes, he's back. We're back. The flowers are still standing. He's the bishop. Hi. Pop culture, BJ. BJ. Hello. Hi there. You. Am I on? We we are rusty. Happy New Year, the Bishop. Hey, I got a Skype call from you guys. All right, sir. I clicked on it. Did, sure. Did, did, we con- did we connect? No. No. But we no. hear him. But you, you him. sound amazing. I do? It is good to see you, man. <laughs> well, Let's, I'm not uh, visually available. Wait, what's, ha- what's happening right now? What? He's on with us, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, but I'm not Skyping. Okay. Oh, so how, are we, how is this happening? He called into the switchboard. This is I Landline see. Baby. Yeah, he went old school. Landline Baby? <laughs> landline Baby. <laughs> Hello, my Landline. Hello, my baby. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was YouTube's follow-up. Not a very good one, either. Landline Baby, no. <laughs> landline Baby. <laughs> you know, the amazing thing is that album is extraordinarily dated now. Because no one has. And it was about an actual baby. (laughs) This is a song about a baby who uses a landline, makes all his calls. And he's apartheid also. (laughs) Just like us. You should make the right call. Be against apartheid. 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 There's an H. I love how we've somehow made Bono confused about how to pronounce apartheid. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. No. He's on a landline. No line. one knows. He's on it's a landline. a word. He's on a landline. PJ is on a landline. Is it? Do I'm you have a cord? I'm keeping it old school, although we're dropping our landline over here. Oh, big Not news. today, not now. <laughs> now? <laughs> Bad <laughs> timing. <laughs> can you wait? In can you wait till 1130? <laughs> Two, yeah. Now we've yeah. had. That's it. So we're, leaving, we're leaving the landline. We're going to the new is technology. That, is that a New Year's resolution for you? Uh, it's just a financial concern. Yeah, can't can't hack that nine bucks a month for the landline. No, no, oh, no, it's gotten so expensive. I think because the Verizon is trying to push us on to a different system. For real? How much is the landline no. costing you a month? Uh, the landline is 
100% higher than what it was when I subscribed to it. So it's, so it's $11. You, no, why I think, are you so I out think, of touch I with think, the cost of landlines? Because I haven't had one in like five years. Well, that's why. Oh, man. How much is it's, it? How much is it a month? I must know. Okay, now this is a service where you get, you know, call waiting and call forwarding and caller ID, and that's it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but that, those right. are, what else, do you, what else do you need? Not even a dial tone. You just get those features. <laughs> <laughs> and they will let you hear out. the dial tone. You have to pay extra for busy. Uh, and that's, I believe it's gone to like $68 a month. Oh, come on. Seems a, yeah. No, I'm not kidding. No, he's right. That's insane. Yeah. Well, they want the copper back. They want to, they, you know, when, when, they, when they change you over to, like, Fios or a similar system, they literally, like, disable the copper in your home. They rip it out, and it's gone. <laughs> they're selling it for drugs. Well, I don't know what, what they're, they're doing. doing. Kind of... That's what they're doing. They're melting down the copper. They're using it for drugs. Everybody knows what people use copper for. Let's be honest. The phone companies are doing this? Stefani. Wow. <laughs> Wow, pretty pretty definitive. The phone company has a problem. You know it. I know it. They're melting your copper down. They're buying meth. I think we're gonna we're gonna go to the uh, triple plague type package. Oh, we're gonna get bundles well, over here. That's a sports metaphor. Well, it's appropriate for this show. Yeah, great. Or maybe not, since we don't talk sports. <laughs> since I, it'll probably be another twenty minutes till we get to the sports. That's okay, because we've got the show. Let's we've talk about you. how much I missed the experience of the show. I've been gone over a month. Over a month. It's ridiculous. Your let's last, hear, your last show was like Thanksgiving. <laughs> Hello, iPod subscriber, podcast subscribers through iTunes, I should say. PJ, I have bad news. I have good news and bad news. <laughs> we have the no good, subscribers. The, the good news is you are indeed on a podcast. Oh. The bad the bad news is hello world may be a slight overreach. <laughs> this, uh, I'm saying slight. Hi uh, mom, it, how about hi mom? Not not, not my mother. No, no. no negatory. No no All no right. sir. Fine. Never heard of it. Um, the point it, is, I was good to sad to be gone and glad to be back. We were. We were we we missed you a great deal. Uh, what what is uh, going on over there in Casa PJ, the Bishop House, the House of Bishop? Oh, great! New, new crazy one. things going on. First, my wife what? disappeared, and she came home and told me that I was crazy to think that she had disappeared. Right. And then uh, I think I made myself blind playing uh, Diablo. Good job. And now I've got and now I've got my wife very worried that you're blind. That I have. Some sort of yeah, temporary blindness or blind spots or something, and she wants to know if I want to go to the doctor right now. Wait, I, I think right I now, just right now, like right now, yes, like before they turn your landline off. <laughs> before you this line go- goes dead, you really do have a lot going on. Right, it does not get around. Two things, two things. Just hold on to the landline for a little longer. And also, if you do go to the doctor, take the phone with you. We want to know. We'll do it remotely. <laughs> broadcast wanna, the whole visit. Right. Let's broadcast the whole visit. And we can get a, a real in-depth view of our health system and under Obamacare. Well, 
let me ask you, have you ever stared at a computer screen so long that when you look away, you don't see the world in, like, full focus or in a full field of vision? Like, do you ever... I look away... I have looked away and seen Tony Randall. Stop it. No, yeah, (laughs) visions, visions of Tony Randall. I no, like I little blind no. spots in your vision. Never yeah, happened? Uh, of course I have. That's called Diablo Vision. <laughs> that is Diablo Vision. Oh, Diablo, I'm getting so good at that game. I can... <laughs> so good you're going blind. <laughs> well, that, get... yeah, that may be a sign that I should maybe back away from the video game. <laughs> Congratulations, you're awesome at a video game and blind. Good job, everybody. But you're well, so close. Not a good let the rest of your sight go to win that game. And you're so and you're so close to the next level. It's worth your well, sight. My wife walked in the door and I told her this, and she made me take my blood pressure immediately. That's why I didn't call into the show. Wow. She was worried. I think your blood pressure was up because she was missing there. Well, my blood pressure is just up in general. <laughs> your blood pressure doesn't need much of an excuse. No, I got a 12-year-old, and I got a, what is he now, 8-year-old. I think you're working on a blues song there. Keep going. (laughs) What are you eating? (laughs) And has your dog run away? (laughs) No, seriously. I got three cats. If I was going to write a blues song, it would be, I got three cats, and I was supposed to have none. The well, our cat was so really dying. For a blues song. <laughs> we thought that we'd have none. There's not a lot of new furniture. Oh, I got three cats. I was supposed to have none. There's not a lot of cat mentions in blues and country western songs. Well, it's time to explore the territory, Buster. No, I mean, like, well, no, I mean, you can call a guy a cat. People get called cats in that world. At least the blues world, but but not. There's nobody's like. Well, my cat left me and left me for a day. I had a kitty cat and he went away. Got the cat blues. I think kid, those guys are actually thinking about their cats and they just substitute the word baby. That could be. That's entirely possible. They got the baby well, my blues. baby done left me. She doesn't use the box. <laughs> Got the baby cat blues? Got the baby cat blues. I uh I have one thing for you, Peach, and then uh I wanna talk sports again. But I, I was thinking of this. Actually it's for both of you guys. I was I was um I've been waiting six weeks to ask you this. Um you know you guys you guys know how at the holidays your children become obsessed with maybe one book that you have to read to them every night. Your kids are a little older, but um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I you know I gotta you gotta read the book over and over again and I I thought you guys would appreciate this. Wes right now is in a green eggs and ham phase. Oh. So you know you gotta keep things interesting for yourself. So I have decided that Sam I am talks like Michael Caine. <laughs> Sam I oh so that's how you do the right that's what I do. That's how you narrate the book. Yeah, I was wondering if you guys did anything like that, like just to keep things interesting. I used to I used to read stories as Francesa. <laughs> and then I'd get daddy stop and then I'd have to stop we had had yeah. green eggs and ham uh, memorized to the point where 
reading it to Danny, we would sort of, you know, try to close the book and see how far we could get before we had to reference a page. <laughs> you say you like nice. them. So you say. Right. <laughs> try them. Try them. And you may. You may like them. Sam, you will see. You will like the eggs. I do not like them when I was in the goes back. Would you, could you, in a boat, would you, could you, with a goat? These are the green eggs and ham. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's keeping it interesting for me. Wesley, at this point, is like, look, dude, I get it. It's taking, it's taking you a month to read the book. But he's enjoying it. We've got to have it. My point here is that these children's stories and having to read them over and over again is a really good place to work on impressions. Oh, yeah, you have to do it just to entertain yourself. Exactly. That's oh, exactly yeah. right. You should yeah. do that all the time. Hard-hitting characters. Yeah, and I've decided that <laughs> Sam I Am lends himself very well to Michael Caine. I don't. I haven't done walking yet or anything like that. Oh, you boy, you you haven't tapped a lot of them. It's 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 coming. McCartney, <laughs> right? McCartney, McCartney reading reading Elf on the Shelf. Right. Yeah. Good night, Moon by Paul McCartney. Good night, Moon. Good night, Moon. Okay, sort of. Good night, Moon. You know. Good night, Chair. You know, sort of, there's an old woman. There she is, sitting there, Papa Lapa. <laughs> Good night, Moon. That sounded a little bit more like a Russell Brand reading. <laughs> yes. I think I slipped into Russell Brand there. <laughs> it's, it's, def- it's definitely entertaining me, which is really what it's all about, isn't it? That's well, all it's. If you if you're if you're playing that same gig every night for two years, then you got to do you got to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, no. Am I right? Definitely. Well, P- I'm P- asking you. Yeah. Right. P- PJ's decided you are right. Oh no, you're absolutely PJ, you. Right. I'm asking you though. Oh me? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I'll mix it up for sure. Well, right? bed night routines in general. It's not just books, but I mean, if you've got a couple of action figures that need to get visited every bed night routine, you know. The kid usually wants repetition, but you want to simplicity. Spice it up a little bit because repetition <laughs> starts to Speed. make you sleepy. <laughs> right, repetition does make you sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking for an out. <laughs> You're just trying to color it a little. That's all. Yes, exactly. It's not like you don't like spending time with the kid. No, 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 heavens no. Let's not give that impression. It's a little like that. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I kid. I, I love it. Um, I, I just wanted to bring that one up because I thought it was funny. And I can just, I had a sort of, PJ's been doing instant impressions on this show for such a long time that I had a vision of him doing like Andy Garcia reading, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we said Tess. Right. Reading, reading Good Night, Good Night Construction Site. You know, good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night. Dump truck. <laughs> Dump truck. Oh, God. Dump truck. Excavator. My son had a, had a bed night routine. He wanted to know how one... He, first of all, he's a thousand stuffed animals, as I'm sure every kid does. And he wanted to know how one stuffed animal became friends with another. 
So he would hold one up. He's like, how did Stitch become friends with, you know, Tiger or whatever we had? And so, you know, a scenario would have to be invented. And then night after night, we'd have to recreate those. So I had to remember every one, like who met who and how they became friends. And then another friend would would come into it, and then it was a threesome or a foursome, and how did they all get along, and who did tricks? And then (laughs) you'd do this whole play for them, and then it's like, well, do it again. Right. Remember everything you just made up. I just did a 20 And and they'll call you on it if if you don't do it right. Right, you forgot. But, Dad, you you said this last time. Listen, Daddy, you you said before zebra is not from... (laughs) He's not from Connecticut. You can't. You forgot that he knew Spider-Man and he could climb the wall, and you made him climb the wall. You can't just move him in that in that monotone. <laughs> that's how they all talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> all children, you can't make him do that. <laughs> you idiot. Uh, you, you idiot. Dot, yes. Dot dot dot. You idiot. Everything, everything is followed by either you're doing it wrong or you're an idiot. Right. <laughs> it was, uh, it was a dumbass. That was the one Samantha had for a long time. My niece. <laughs> she got to a point where Cal, like she'd be talking to my brother. I think she was like thirteen or fourteen, and if she could, she would say, she would end everything she answered my brother with, with dumbass. <laughs> like, like, are you gonna go? Are you gonna, are you, do you have dance tomorrow night? Yeah, dumbass. What's wrong with you? Right. The, the word it is got, just implied. Right. It it got to be called uh, Scott called a dumbass understood. Like it's just, you, you, you don't even need to say it. It's fine. Oh, is that uh, Miley Cyrus on that uh, show? Or whatever. Yeah, it is. Dumbass. <laughs> that's a good book title. Dumbass understood. That that's a dumbass book that needs dumbass. to be written. Dumbass in, with understood in parentheses. Yes. Um, we're going we're gonna to go talk sport, sports for a minute. Will you come back uh, for a fun load? We'll see. We'll see what my wife does. If she wants uh, she wants me to hang up the phone, I'll hang up the phone. Are you, is there a possibility that you could actually go to the doctor right now? She's very angry with me. I don't, I don't know how it's going to turn out. All right. We, we, we want you to calm down. Okay? We're going we're gonna to talk you through this. I want you to calm I down. I, I've lost all control. I don't know. I want you to put on a little Sade. Not a good start to the year. Not a good start to the year. But what I'm telling you. What's your big New Year's resolution, Peach? Um, it, it had to be. It could only be. You got to lose a little weight, buddy. <laughs> Did you put the buddy in there yourself? Or was that, yeah, was that yeah. added by no. your wife? No, it's just, you know, as you walk past the mirror every morning, you have to say, hey, you got to lose a little weight, buddy. <laughs> not, we're not fooling around anymore. You, you you start now. You start now. That's it. It's a new year. Let's go. I like yeah. the way you address yourself when you walk by yourself in the mirror. <laughs> <clears throat> you're so, you know, like you're, like you're a chum. You walk by. I hey. don't want to scare myself. I want to be real with myself. Looking good, buddy. Oh. <laughs> Are you drinking? Uh, that said, I had a I had a really tall BLT for dinner, so that was. <laughs> Did you just drink it? <laughs> that was some green tea. I'm sorry. Oh. Slurped. I forgot oh, really? to hit the slurp button. A t- 
tall BLT. <laughs> that B- BL green tea. <laughs> that BLT was a tall drink of water, boy. I tell you that much. Did you see that BLT? It was BLT very tall. There? <laughs> Did you it was see about that BLT? Three inches of tomatoes. It was about two inches of lettuce, and there was a thin layer of bacon on it, and it was delicious. But I probably shouldn't have eaten it. Probably not. Was there mayo on the toast? There was mayo yeah. in a little paper cup next to the toast. Okay. And uh, I put a little on there. Were you at a diner? Yes, I was. <laughs> I didn't know if you had ramekins in your house. This was like a game. Where was PJ? <laughs> what was he eating? I was just trying to guess where he was. PJ, we who's at your new favorite? Fantastic Diner, and once again, I was tested on whether or not I could make good eating decisions, and guess what happened? Fail. It didn't turn out so well. 2014 is a lot like 2013, 2012, <laughs> 2011. Hey, buddy. You can't order that, buddy. How could the, Hey, buddy. Don't get the BLT, <laughs> but... Oh, uh, you got the BLT, buddy. Ah, uh, buddy. Buddy. Come on, buddy. Man, I love I love the salad. I love you talking to yourself. <laughs> consider the salad. All right, we're gonna we're gonna. That was uh, another good book. That's another good <laughs> consider the salad. <laughs> <laughs> by PJ by PJ Kachopo. Consider the salad. Consider the salad. On bookshelves now. Fifteen fifteen tips to not lose weight ever. And it's just it's just him tossing uh you know, lettuce in the air on the cover with his hands held up like, What are you gonna do? <laughs> Consider the salad. With a with a tall BLT in front of him. Right. Yeah. That BLT was a tall drink of water. Did you see that BLT coming in here? Oof. Need to be a little bit more serious. Oh wait. No, it's oh. is it time? <laughs> no, it's now. I got my <laughs> topic. My Let's topic do it. We is got the shower. We don't know how long we have him. <laughs> let's let's can we talk about sports, please? I had a whole plan for the show. <laughs> darn it, darn it. What am I going to do with all this paella? I'll make it easy. I'm going to go on mute, and I'm not going to bring up anything else. Well, that's that's. There's no chance of that happening. All right, buddy. <laughs> buddy. Press the mute button, buddy. <laughs> Take yourself out of the conversation, buddy. He's talking to himself, isn't he? He is. Okay. Ooh, we're all alone. We're all alone. You gonna rant? <laughs> I'm angry about sports. I just kicked down a door. Time for the big unload. I just kicked out a door. I, I, I just kicked out a flaming door, walked in, and crossed my shoulders. <laughs> and I came here to talk sports. Whether you like it or not. I've come here to do two things. Talk sports and kick ass. <laughs> and I'm ready to talk sports. Wait, what was Rowdy Roddy Piper's line and them? Kick ass and chew gum. And I'm all out of bubble gum. All I'm out of bubble gum. It's a great line. Obviously. That's his book title. I'm all out of bubble gum. Bubble gum by Roddy Roddy Piper. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. Okay, here's how I want to do this. Okay, right now the state of New York sports, the state 
New York sports is really rough. Not the state of New York. <laughs> sports. <laughs> comma. Sports. Comma sports. The state of New York. Hyphen. Sports. Is, um, is, re- is really rough right now. And you, in particular, Brian, starting 2014, are very just down. You're down all over the place. You're, you're very down. You're Debbie Downer. I put a picture of Debbie Downer. My idea was to talk about all of our teams and then have you give me the crappy thing that's going on after I have <laughs> positive so we could play the wah, wah, that Debbie Downer thing. But here's what I want to do. I want to go team by team, issue by issue, and just, and just fly through this and, and see that it's not that bad. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your goal out of this? Are you, is your goal that we're going to end this conversation and I'm going to feel better about this? Yes. Okay. Because I would like to challenge that I can make you feel worse. Well, let's do that then. I could bring you down. Dog is cutting logs. That's magnificent. Oh, I don't know what to do about that. We need to change his name to Rufus immediately. His name is Ferguson. It can't get better than that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I wonder. It's okay. Well, we can't wake him up. The poor dog is sleeping. This microphone is very sensitive. <laughs> it's very hot mic. Hot mic. He's, uh, how old is he? He's... 13. He'll be, be 14 in April. That dog's not supposed to live past 10. You're not supposed to. You can't wake that dog up. No. He's really, he's really zipping him, though. Okay. Oh, boy. I got to do something about that. Okay. Well, is he behind you? No. He's in front, he's in front of me. Oh. Well, what setting do you have the microphone on? The new, the new fancy mics. We got new fancy mics, everybody. Hold Thanks. On. Thanks. Please massage the microphone. On one, okay, that's where it should be. Well, it's, that's how sensitive it is. That's how that's or that's how loud the dog is snoring. He's very loud. He okay. has poor respiratory also on top of everything. Sure, he's like PJ. Um, hey buddy, <laughs> buddy, you gotta stop snoring. Maybe he's trying we'll... neti pot. <laughs> Mix in a dog neti pot. No, a human neti pot for the dog. Oh, okay. They're interchangeable. What about a dog neti pot? That is not effective. Million dollar idea. Ding, 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 ding. Dog neti pots. All right, let's go, Mr. Positive. So you're going to convince me that things really do suck. I don't want to. I just feel like it's going to happen. All right. Well, here's here's what I want to say. I'm not not looking to bring you down. Yeah, here's my overall sort of thesis here, though. I think that the Hall of Fame discussion and the Hall of Fame situation, which has become Mike Piazza's yearly getting stripped uh, by the baseball writers and stuff, I think this year really brought everything to a head for you. And I think it sort of blew up. It's like everything was going bad and things sort of blew up. You know, starting with the day that Matt Harvey got hurt and then going if – we, if we needed to bookend it, it would be the day that Harvey got hurt bookended by the baseball writers – Doing their sanctimonious nonsense again. I think it's more. It's it's not bookended. It's it's open ended. But I'm here to put a stop to it. I have come here to chew gum, kick ass, 
and put a stop to this. There's three things I've done. And I'm all out of gum. I've also kicked ass. Now I'm on to the third thing. I have a really long list. It'd be great if you just showed up with like a scroll. I have come here to do 37 things. To do the following. <laughs> Number one. Some people, they're like, is he holding us hostage or what's happening here? They sit down. They sit down. Number number 27, I'm having a problem with my hair. I need to fix my hairstyle. I have no hairstyle. How do we fix this? So I have come here to maybe poll you guys, take an informal poll, and maybe you guys can come up with some suggestions on how better to wear my hair. Okay? So that's that one. People better sit down, maybe take a bathroom break. Should we take a bathroom break? I have a lot more of these. I'm also all out of gum. Still, still, nobody's offered me a piece. I have no gum. Okay, so um, I I don't I don't feel that it should be open ended, and I'll tell you why. It's not that things are magically improving or whatever. My point is simply, it's still sports. The conversation should still focus on not focus on the positive. That's not what I mean. It's just still it's supposed a very bad job right now. It's just still supposed to be fun. Take for example the Jets. Okay, let's take the Jets for example. Jets had an 8-8 eight eight season. They didn't make the playoffs, but there's a ton of good that could come out of that season. You know, the last three, uh, you know, uh, month of the season, Geno Smith played very well. They seem to be a team on the upswing. Also, we both agreed that John Itzik did a good thing in bringing Rex back, but not extending him for another two or three years, giving him one more year, keeping some continuity. Hopefully they keep Marty Morningway. They decide to draft and, and surround Gino with some talent. Like, there's good things going on for the Jets. They held a press conference, Cal, where they were like a, a uh, mature, fun, uh, not fun, mature, um, you know, classy organization that knew, seemed to have a plan and know what they were doing. The circus is gone. Even with Rex Ryan still there, I feel like the circus is gone. But what happened after that press conference? What was the reaction? But I don't, but I don't, but I don't care about the reaction. Yeah, no, you have to care about it because that's part of the overall picture right now. But it's, but it doesn't have to be. That's what I'm saying. Why do we have to buy into the? I, I'm done. I don't, I don't have to buy into it. It's just it's so pervasive that you can't escape it. Oh, so you, you so, can't well, escape it. You, <laughs> so I can escape it, but I can't escape it. Right. That's the. There's the rub. That's where it gets tricky. Okay, so what happened? Tell me what happened. What happened is they had a press conference where they basically said nothing, didn't reveal any plans. Exactly. Great. As a fan, that's great. That's what I want to hear. But then I don't want to hear everybody criticizing them for it. But we can't. Why, why do they need to be criticized for it, though? They, why? They, but they don't be – But because people are operating under the old rules when it comes to the Jets, the old rules when it comes to the Mets, and they don't – I don't have to care anymore. That's not going to take away from my enjoyment of the. T- I enjoyed this Jets season a lot. It's very easy to say that you don't have to care anymore, but it's very difficult to not to block it out, to ignore it. It's so all over the place that it's almost impossible to ignore at this point. Maybe I'm just finding it less difficult to do that now because well, I don't. I don't need to go but, on with that because I need. I need. I need you to explain to me how to do that. For example, like you just said, after that press conference, they didn't reveal anything. They didn't say anything. We're not alone as Jet fans in saying, good, 
like it, it became so obvious that guys like Rich Cimini, guys like um, who have been covering the Jets for years, Christian Dyer, is that his name? Um, they have no clue what the Jet fan cares about. They really don't. They're no. completely dis- – all they – it became – or it becomes clearer every day how their only interest is basically muckraking to sell papers and or generate page hits. So I don't care that, that Rich to me said, oh, a whole press conference to say nothing. Like to me, that's great. That's great that he says that. You know why? Because that means they did their job. I agree with you. I guess, I guess what I'm saying is for me, it's hard to tune it out because it's just everywhere I turn and it's worse than ever. And so, I, so for me, it's hard. I understand that. Here's, here's, hey, did you know the Mets are still paying Bobby Bonilla? Did you know that? I, I did. not I don't care. Like I, I know, I, but I just don't care. But I don't want to hear it. That's it's low. Thing. It's low hanging fruit at this point, though, right? But it's it's just it's so it's not so tiring though to have to hear it. I guess I'm over just, and over again. Maybe, I guess maybe you maybe you reached your saturation point and now you're past it. Yeah, I think I did. I think I really did. Which is good because you felt this way at some point, right? The Jets were the the Jets were an enjoyable team this year. They did some things I liked. They did some things I didn't like. I was okay with them letting Rex Ryan go. I was okay with keeping them, with keeping him for one more year. I didn't want them to extend him for a long time. Uh, but I'm I'm happy they kept him after the way they played the last few games of the year. They finished 8-8. Eight and eight. The biggest thing for me was Geno finished on the upswing. I don't care about that press conference. It means nothing. Like, in, in, no, no, no. in terms you're, no, of... You're... In, my, in terms of my enjoyment of the team, it means You're, zero. You mean the, co- the coverage of the press conference doesn't mean anything to you? Because you, yeah. the press conference itself, you were happy with. You liked the way that they approached it. Absolutely. But right. it's, it's even a small – those sort of things. Same thing with the Mets. I'm really and, – and I feel like Yankee fans should feel this way. You know, bombarded with a rod and overspending and all this stuff again. I feel like giant fans should feel this way. A being told that they shouldn't complain about their season because they won two Super Bowls. What, you're not allowed to complain about the season? That's ridiculous. Of course you can. Of course you can. But you can do both. You exactly. can complain. You can complain about the season and still appreciate the fact of that course. you've won two Super Bowls in seven of years. Of course. You can do both. It's not one or the other. Of course, exactly. So I feel like Giant fans are, are, are suffering from this. I feel like Islander fans, Ranger fans. How about Nick fans, Steve? Nick fans have no excuse. Okay. That that team's that team's just. Although I, they although they beat Miami tonight. I know, I know, and they've won. They won two or three on that Texas swing, and now yeah. they've won three or four, and they so, beat Miami. So there it is. So there it is for the Knicks. Maybe things are turning around. Maybe they're turning things around as well. Maybe J.R. Smith getting suspended and fined or whatever was the best thing that could have happened to them because he keeps untying people's shoelaces. Which is just... I thought that was a made-up story. I thought it was an onion story. I really did. He did it twice. He did it twice. <laughs> he's an NBA basketball player. He's, he's, he's a professional basketball player. He's, he's making like $60 million this year. And he got to spend in front tying guys' shoelaces. It's as if Carrot Top was playing in the game. <laughs> J.R. Smith has a huge steamer trunk full of props. Like it's, like, like it's not. This is not a Harlem Globetrotters game. Yeah, we. Curly Neal is not on the other. He's he's throwing buckets of water that become feathers. Why is he doing? What, what would put? 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what would, but you know what? It's funny, and let's laugh about it instead of killing him and and decrying him as what's wrong with everything. And and pretending that it's the end of civilization. It's a right. po- it's a polar vortex. Let's right. not pretend it's a polar <laughs> vortex. It's it's not. The same thing as as a press conference at the end of the year that every team has. Every team has them. And because John Itzik didn't say anything specific, he gets it's, it's ridiculous. It's I'm, I am Cal. You had the right word saturation. But you're past I, it. I, I'm past my satur. I don't care. It does nothing for my enjoyment of the team. It does well, nothing. That's good. That's good. You know it, it's and and I've gotten there. I'm almost there with the Mets. I feel like I really am. I really am almost there with the Mets, where I know what I now look. I haven't bought my 2014 hat yet. That's not a good sign. No. By now you have it. You're wearing it by now. But, but yeah, by now, not only am I wearing it, by now there was like a four-day process, a trial. It's sent to people, again, informal polls. Paperwork needs to be submitted. Paperwork was submitted, right. Um, I hired an assistant for like five days. There's a lot that goes into it. Uh, I haven't approached it. I'm in wait-and-see mode with the Mets. I happen to like what they've done so far. Um I, I also don't think Sandy Alderson is done, but I think it's a little harder to be this past the saturation point with the Mets. Um, but Boy. because a lot of what is written and said is true. Yeah. Well, and the other and the other thing is you're you have such strong feelings towards the owners. Yes, exactly. Like that hasn't changed. You, you, and that's something you probably will never get past. No, they, they, we've talked about it a million times on the show that they are, you know, my two most uh, just despised people in sports. I mean, I just, they really are. Um, so yes, that makes it a little more difficult with the Mets too. But I'm going to enjoy this Mets season. I'm going to enjoy it. I th- how do you, how do you know that? I, at least I'm going to attempt to start. Okay. That way. All like, right. Like I I just took a look at all of it, Cal, and I said, the media and all this stuff is it affecting my ability to enjoy my team? It is. So I need to get rid of it because in the big the media you're going to get rid. No, no, <laughs> get rid no, of the media. I'm, I'm going to pick and choose. Because in the big scheme of things, I would much rather talk about what adding Bartolo Colon to the rotation means for this year than talking about, uh, you know, the finance, what Sandy Alderson said on a radio show. Like, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. He's, he's going to have to, Sandy Alderson, for example, is going to have to put a product on the field. If he doesn't put a product on the field that's competitive this year, he has to answer for it, period. Like, there's no... What, what does that mean? He has to answer for it. What, is that, what does that ultimately mean? Because and, for, me, and I, for, me, I, for me, it would mean his job. Okay, because I, wa- I wanted to throw this out. I heard, I heard this phrase earlier, and it had to in the, do... In the week? In the year? It's only day nine. Some, sometime before... No, earlier today. It was today. Oh, wow. News. So it's fresh. It's, it's fresh. it's fresh in the mind. He's so exciting. To- Commodore's. No, I think, you know, I think that's cool in the gang. I think it is cool in the gang. I think you're right. I'll look that up. You tell me what you heard. All right. So what I heard, it's, it's a phrase that I hear a lot. I hear it a lot from 
fans of sports teams. I hear it a lot from ownership of sports teams. You know what I'm going to say. This, this, <laughs> no, I was signaling that it is indeed Cool in the Gang, fresh from 1985. Go on. <laughs> so you weren't agreeing with me. You were just Not confirming yet. that that was... Correct. I heard this, this term used, and it was used today because, uh, because of this such extreme cold. Somebody had taken a train from Connecticut to Grand Central. It was a two-hour train ride. There was no heat on it. And the person said, there was no, you know, and, and let's, let's be honest, all right? Stefani. It's cold, and the person rode a train for two hours with no heat. That's not good. Stinky. It's not good, and I appreciate the fact that this person was upset, but they used the term, it's unacceptable. <laughs> okay? Yes, yes. So it's unacceptable that this train was freezing cold for two hours. Not heated, right. Not heated. Okay. It's un- unfortunately, you have accepted it because you rode that train. Right. So to say that it's un- if, it's, if it was unacceptable, you would have gotten off the train and found other means of transportation. If it was unacceptable that Ruben Tejada came to camp out of shape last year, he would have been cut or he would have been sent to the minors or whatever earlier than he was. You know, you hear the, you know, Jeff Wilpon comes out at the end. Oh, well, what would happen this year was unacceptable, and we're going to change it. But what does that mean? I feel like that word is thrown around so loosey-goosey that it, it means nothing anymore. I, I, I understand the intent behind it. It's a way of, of emphasizing how upset you are with something. But for a fan to say, oh, what, what, you know, the fact that Jack Capuano is still coaching the Islanders is unacceptable. What does that mean? What are you gonna? What are you, Joe Q fan, gonna do about it? Does the Q stand for Quigley? Quigley down under. I don't. What, but yeah, that, no, I I love it. I I totally agree with you. I really do. Okay. It is a word that gets w- used. Wait, <laughs> great. Got that solved. Not much more to say. Yep. The end. It's a word. It's a word that gets used way too much in sports. Absolutely, and I'll I'll, I'll give you one better, or I'll do you one better. That why sounds you gotta, why filthy. One up sounds filthy. Yeah. <laughs> That's one that consistently sounds filthy. Just give me one better. I'll give you one better. I'm not gonna I'll, do you one better. No, I'll take it though. All right. Go ahead. I'll do you one better. Bada bing. Boom. The owners that come out and say that about a season are lauded. See, you said something very interesting there. Fred Wilpon never says it's unacceptable for us not to make the playoffs. That's what, you know, Hal Steinbrenner says. That's what John Mara says. And they're lauded for it up and down. You know, oh, yes, because they're serious. They're going to take action. That's you know, the Jets are celebrating an eight and eight season. The Giants are lamenting a seven and nine season and calling it unacceptable. That's it's that kind of crap again, Cal. I didn't I didn't get sucked in with the eight and eight stuff. They weren't they weren't celebrating an eight and eight season. They were celebrating keeping Rex Ryan. Everybody knows it. Anybody who's watching anything knows it. To say to say otherwise is silly pants. Well, how about how about this? 
even if they were celebrating an 8-8 eight eight season, every single person that criticized them for celebrating an 8-8 eight eight season predicted them to go 4-12. and 12. Absolutely. So wouldn't you think if they doubled the expectations, that is something to celebrate? And they saved Rex Ryan's job. The players wanted to save his job. They feel like they played well enough to save his job. That's what they were celebrating. It doesn't, but again. It doesn't matter. You're right. It doesn't matter. In my, in my enjoyment of the team and my enjoyment of sports, it, doesn't, it shouldn't matter anymore. You know what's a fun conversation to have? This is, what, this is the, conversations, uh, the kind of conversations I want to have going forward with you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. This is, Edict. Hold on. Let me, let me write this down. Trumpets. Geno Smith took great strides, we feel like. We were I was down on him at various points throughout the season. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Geno Smith took naked pictures. <laughs> See? Not what I want to talk about. I don't I know. But I thought you were gonna say that. Uh, no, I was gonna say Geno Smith took tremendous uh, strides towards the end of the season, the last three games. Like, I actually watched tape. I DVR'd the games. I played them back. I watched tape. I sat there, and I don't know, you know, what the hell I'm analyzing. I played high school football barely. You know, it's it's not like I'm going to be able to break down film or something, but the more and more you watch, I've been watching football for a long time, you can see some things, and you can see differences between the first four games of the season or eight games of the season and the last four games of the season. Did he do enough? Do we think he should be brought back? What are they going to do to build around him? Do they go the route of um, you know, surrounding him with talent, you know, taking a receiver in the first round and or a tight end? Do they go get a Golden Tate? Do you think, did you see enough? You know, did you see enough out of Geno Smith that you wouldn't draft a quarterback? If, if Johnny Manziel fall, falls to you at 18, are you taking him? Or have you seen enough out of Geno Smith to say, you know what, I want to surround this kid with some weapons and, see what, and, and take my chances that way? That's the conversation I want to have. Yeah, but uh, butt fumble and right. circus right. and bravado. There, there it is. And bluster. And bluster. And bluster. That's what I want to talk about. And Itzik doesn't tell us anything. And Geno with pictures of his penis. Isn't that what all Jet fans want, though? What? what? Go on. I'm, look, I'm, I'm trapping you. This is entrapment. Right now is going on. I plead the fifth. Isn't that what all Jet fans want to talk about? No. You mean butt fumble and all that stuff? Yeah. No. Are you sure? Yes. Because the people that cover the team would have you believe that that's the narrative. Exactly. It's not anymore. It's not anymore. <laughs> it's not. That's not the narrative for Jet no, fans anymore. It's not. It, re- it really isn't it's the majority. The, it's not the narrative for Giant fans. The narrative for Giant fans is not that you won two Super Bowls, you can't open your mouth. Well, why? Says who? You know, it's not that narrative for Ranger fans. You know, oh, this team's a disaster. They're underachieving. They started on a, like a 13-game road trip to start the season. They got off to a really bad start because they didn't even know each other's names. They didn't get to play at home. And now they've leveled the ship. They're probably going to make a playoff run. They're a good team. They're a decent team. They're getting killed. They're uh, under 500. They're terrible. They're underachieving. The coach has been there for 10 minutes. You know, give the Rangers a chance. Lighten up. That, that might be it. The narrative for every team in New York 
doesn't need to be they suck. And that's what it is. Even the Yankees are facing this. Well, we talked about this. Negativity sells. And that's what, what the writers do is they feed into any negativity that's out there. At it. And they, just, and they just rally the troops around it. Yep. Rally it around. But I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want to do it anymore. And I've been remarkably... I don't know if the word is... Um, sanguine? <laughs> Manny? <laughs> Manny Sanguine? Linguine? I have been remarkably sanguine. No, I've been, I've been like Islanders, for example, right? I'm disappointed. I really wish they were playing better. But what do you? No, well, well, stop. Or, or, stop. or had played stop. better in November. I know. What are you? What are you disappointed about right now? I know the answer, but what, what are you disappointed about right now? Right now, today, on January 9th, about this team. Nothing. I'll tell you what you're disappointed about. All right, sir. You're disappointed about the fact that they dug themselves such yeah. a hole early in the season right. that they're playing great right now, and you're excited about the team, but it's not going to lead to anything. I'm, I'm, that's a disappointment. Yes, absolutely. It hasn't stopped me from watching every game. No, and you know what? The next two months might be fun hockey to watch. I'm watching more games now than I did back in November. Yeah, so that's good. But it's, 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 it's tinged with the disappointment of knowing but that's following sports. You know what I mean? Like, the, 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 that's, that's going to happen unless you root for the Yankees. You right. That's a good point because, you know, we're going to watch this Mets season. And, and even if they do start off well and they have a little promise, it's always going to be clouded with the disappointment that Matt Harvey is not pitching this season. Yeah. Oh, and also in the back of your mind that they're not going to be able to maintain it. I mean, I'm not talking about the disappointment that comes with the ups and downs of following a team or whatever. Cal, I'm not saying everything has to be... Um, you know, sunny disposition all the time when you're following your team. I'm just talking about the negativity that's been pushed on us about like, these right. teams. Like as if that, that's the only thing about it. Exactly. Exactly. It's not the only thing about it. Yeah. Following sports and following your teams, even with disappointment, that's part of it. It's supposed to be enjoyable. I agree with that. And, so, and, I, and I, I, I think I started to feel like the enjoyment was being taken away by either the way the teams were covered and or uh, the, the, the narrative that's being forced on me. And I'm being – like Sports Talk Radio, I cannot listen to WFAN the way I used to. I can't. I can't anymore. I know. I cannot. Well, but I guess the thing would be – wow, it took a long time to just get to that. That was rough. That was a long road. No, that's every, everything you shouldn't say when communicating. It was perfect. I used every one of them. It was a perfect miscommunication. Yeah. You're, I, I would even say it was ill communication. Sorry. Well, How to get that in? <laughs> oh, I got my final unload. Just thought of it. Great. Um, the idea is to not allow it to ruin it for you. Because it's always going to be there. They're always going to try. And then it's really up to you. It's up to us to not allow it to ruin it for us. Yeah. And, you're, and you're doing a pretty good job of that right now. Well, I, I think I'm just starting to do it in the sense that... Trying to, at least. Yeah. And, and, and I think saturation point is a, is, a, is a great phrase for it. Because I, or I really did. I, I, I really reached the point of like... Now, we're going to have Joe Caparoso on next week to talk about collision low crossers, right? Mm-hmm. You know, potentially. This book is fascinating. This book oh, is, yeah. This book is, you're, you're into it now, right? You're reading it? I love it. 
Yeah, it's amazing. Scott, I just I had gotten it from my brother. He's reading it. He texted me today. He was reading it at the airport because he was on a business trip. He's about 100 pages in. He's like, this book is amazing. Yep. This book is amazing. Not one. Not one. Not one spot for the author on WFAN, on ESPN New York. Nowhere. Not on SNY. Nowhere. You know where he was? He was on a podcast on Slate. On Slate.com. Slate.com Sports Podcast was the only place you found this guy, and the podcast was fantastic. It was the best, some of the best football talk you will hear. When did that book come out? November? November. So since November, on the two major sports stations in New York that cover the Jets on a daily basis, yeah. you haven't even heard the, the, the title of the book one of them, One of them is the flagship. I haven't even heard the, the title Jets. of the book. Nope. It, you, would never, you would not know a book about the Jets was written. Listening to the two major sports stations in New York. Yep. Let, let alone a, a, an extraordinarily well-written book. Well, about that's the, why. About the that's two, right, about the 2011 season that had – this is what drove me nuts. And again, I just had to be like, you people are crazy. That, that had implications into Rex Ryan being kept. So the story of the day for the Jets was, will Rex Ryan be kept? Right? Will he be kept? Will he be kept? Oh, will he? You gotta keep Rex. Will he be kept? Da, 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 da. Back and forth, back and forth. All these talking heads, talking, talking, talking. They all keep know them the answers. Dump right? Keep them or dump them. Thank you, Daily News. Right? All these sports talking heads going back and forth. Keep them or dump them. You know, they all know so much, and none of them mentions the book that gives you the most insight possibly that you can get into Rex Ryan as as the Jets head coach. Reasons to keep him, reasons to let him go. Nobody mentions it. Nobody mentions the book. Nope. There's, there's a book that exists. If you were a sports talk host in New York and you were talking about this, wouldn't you want to be the most informed professional at your job that you could possibly be? If it's not a book that came out two years ago. No. <laughs> it just came out. I mean, like I said, Francesa has guys that wrote books about you know Mickey Mantle's Christmas list from you know 1942. And they write 600 pages, and he'll have them on for five and a half hours. Did he get the pajamas that year? Did he? Did he? Did he have the Lionel train? What do you have? We'll be back with the author of this book, Mickey's List. After this. Mickey got the Spaldine that year. He got the Spaldine. And we know, we know what he did with it, okay? <laughs> exactly. Mike Francesa, Mike Francesa will have on an author who wrote a book about Mickey Mantle from 50 years ago. Eh, let's not have on the author that wrote a book about that is completely pertinent to what you're talking about today. Forget about having the author on. Just even acknowledge that it exists. Just mention the book. That I think you know how I said Harvey is one bookend, and uh, the, the Piazza being snubbed and the Hall of Fame stuff was the other bookend for you. Yeah. The treatment of collision low crossers by Nicholas Davidoff by the local sports media. Was my break? Was my oversaturation point? So that's so. So once you got past that, yeah. yeah. Now you can deal with things a little bit better. Now it just it just occurred to me that they all just. I'm not saying that they're all not good at their jobs, or they're all not. They're just not. They're not doing the job, and they're not. And they're not there for my enjoyment of sports. They're not there for my enjoyment of my teams. Well, well, I guess we'll talk about the book more with Joe. Next week, yes. But, but I, you know, I we, Joe Caparoso from TurnOnTheJets.com. Go check it out. It's and and this is again. I'm sorry, Cal, but they they're a big part of the story. 
Absolutely. I mean, Joe Caparoso and what he's done with TurnOnTheJets.com has changed a good deal of how you want to cover the Jets and how you should be covering teams. It, it's, it's changed the game in a lot of ways. You know? Uh, oh, we have a call. Interesting. Should we take it? It's about the Mets. Yeah. Pete from Westchester. Should we take it? Let's take it. We have a call. We're why doing, would, why we're, wouldn't we take it? Right. Why, who are we? No, let's, let's definitely take it. Hey, Pete, uh, you're on. What's going on? Pete, you got to turn down your radio. We'll get, we'll get back to Pete in a second. Pete, you've got to turn off your computer or mute it. And we'll try this again. Wait, wait. <laughs> we always we always love that. We we've had so few callers on this show over the years and it's great. Okay, let's try that again. Oh, we lost them. Ah, sugar. Pete, sorry. Um if you can call back in, please. Um we we definitely want to hear from you. It's Pete from Westchester. He was calling in to talk about the Mets and um maybe take us to task on some things, but that's okay. It's a conversation. I say good man. Uh, yeah, Pete, if you're listening, uh, please call us back. We just had to uh, disconnect there for a second because uh, you still had the computer on and it wasn't muted and it was uh, feeding back. But anyway, maybe that's somebody who wants to talk about the way the teams are covered or maybe that's somebody who wants to talk about the Mets. Or, you know, that's fine. The conversation doesn't... My final, my final point on all this was... It's... I'm not saying that the people on FAN or whatever are not good at their jobs or they don't know what they're doing or it's not entertaining radio. I get it. I just see it more now for the negative narrative is what sells and what they – they don't care if I like the Mets or not. You know what I mean? They don't care if I enjoy the Mets. I think a a good number of them, their preferences – That you don't. That I don't. Right. I think their preference is we'd ra- they'd rather us be rankled by our teams than enjoying our teams. Now, a guy like Steve Summers, to me, wants you to enjoy your team. Well, I think that there's – well, what they're, what they're probably thinking is that there's more to talk about if you have a problem with the team. Exactly. If, if, right? If everything is – if you're happy with everything that's going on with the team, then there's not a lot to talk about. Uh, no, I understand. So, so I, I understand why they're that way. And you know, there's a, there's good guys there, Cal. I mean, Jody McDonald's a good guy. He's not a bad guy. Jody McDonald, you know, when he was subbing in over the holidays. Well, from what we can there, tell. No, I, I I don't mean as a person. I'm talking about a, as a as, as, as a host. Yeah, as a sports talk guy. That's all I mean. Because he may be a complete douchebag. I you know, in real life, he may be a, a degenerate gambler. We don't know. Now I've just made. <laughs> Jody McDonald, degenerate gambler. He's not, probably. Um, (laughs) But he's a good guy as far as talk show hosts go. Right. And even when he's paired with somebody like Mark Melusis, who feeds so heavily on the negative and is looking for the negative from every call, he he feeds into it, too. And I... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I was just going to say, I I, I know why it's there. I just, I'm, I'm tired of playing it. Homie, don't play that, Cal. I feel, yeah, he, he sure don't, Steve. He sure don't. I'd like more balance, I guess. That's all. 
I think I, you know, and it's probably not reasonable to expect that, but that's what I would want. I would want more balance. I would want to hear some of the positive along with some of the negative, because there are certainly times when totally. it's, fair, it's fair to take your team to task. We've done it. We've been doing this show for four years. This is episode number 160 or whatever. We've done it a million times. There's nothing wrong with that. That's part of being a passionate fan for your team. Right, but extracurricular nonsense that the real fan doesn't want to hear, like the butt fumble and like, you know, Bobby Bonilla and all that stuff. Or even the, even the coverage of a press conference. You're a real fan. You don't really want to talk about that. You want to, you want to talk about the team or the game or all of the exactly. other sensationalistic material is yeah. just that. It's, T, it's TMZ reporting. Yeah, exactly. And I, and, and I don't mean to be or perhaps sound Pollyanna about my teams. I'm certainly not. It's certainly not about the Mets. I mean, certainly not. I'm disgusted with the ownership of the New York Mets. I always will be, as long as they own the team. They, they, they are, if there was one thing I could change about my entire sports rooting existence, it would be to have them not own the New York uh, Mets anymore. But I, I, I can't change it. Right? So I'm just no. going to continue to, to, to hate it and blame it for a lot of the team's ills, because to, to me it is to blame. But I, right. I, I'd rather talk about the fact that they haven't gotten a shortstop yet, and I don't want to see Ruben Tejada there, and I hope that they get a shortstop. Right. You know? They're probably not. Which, which unfortunately, they're probably not. No. Again, I, I can be negative you know, as much as the next guy, but it's not about why they're not getting a shortstop or you know, whatever. I, I just, I'm enjoying these Islander games. I'm watching these Islander games. I am really, I'm like, I'm into them. Yeah. And I, and I know they're not going to make the playoffs. And I know, you know, uh, but I want to see them play really well these last 38 games. Why? Because they can build for next year. Because they have a good young team. It's clear that they, you know, uh, didn't get any sort of goaltending or defense in the month of November. They had another one of those skids. I don't know if Jack Capuano should keep his job. I don't know. I, I, I'm certainly not a huge fan of his. No, but you know what's going to happen? If they, if they do finish well, he will keep his job. He will keep his job. But, you know, Cal, if they go on a crazy run and somehow get to 85 or 86 points, you know, and just miss out on the playoffs Maybe whatever, he should keep, he his, should job, keep his job. But the, I'm enjoying the games. I get to watch John Tavares. John Tavares is one of the top five players in the world. Now, when John Butchergrass writes a, uh, you know, an ESPN article that leaves John Tavares off the Canadian Olympic team, eh, I get upset. Sure. That's not fun. No. <laughs> it's stupid. It's, that's what I mean. It's, it's very difficult to ignore. Sure. Because the, the I mean, it's trolling. It's, it's complete the, trolling. It's what they're, it, they're doing it on purpose. And the, you have to try to remember that. You have to remember, they're doing this on purpose. Right. I, who knows if John Butchergross really believes that John Tavares should be left off the Canadian national team? Oh, I don't, he, think, I don't think he did. He probably didn't, but he's looking, he's looking to elicit a reaction. And that's what they do now. They're looking to elicit a reaction. And you have to, for me, it's hard. I haven't gotten to that point yet. But you have to kind of be able to put that in its place and understand what's going on, be okay with it, and then move past it. Yeah. That's hard to do. Yeah. I think uh, John Butchergross was standing on an aircraft carrier deck with a banner that said, Mission Accomplished, yeah. after, he, after he wrote that article. 
because that was some A1 trolling. That was some some huge trolling. But again, that's... Using that example, to say that John Tavares, to insinuate, to intimate, to any of those IN words, that John Tavares is not one of the top five players in the world. Forget about in this country. Let let alone in Canada. He's not one of the top five forwards in Canada. It's ridiculous. It's silly. It's silly. You, You know, Kyle Oposo doesn't make the USA team. Fine. I was annoyed by it. I think they're stupid, but okay, whatever. Kyle Posa was not some kind of no-brainer for the, the, the U.S. Olympic team. It's John Tavares. Come on now. I know. Come on now. Right. So um, that's where I that's, – that's my resolution for RTU for the new year. You know, look, we're going to be upset about stuff. We're going to rant about stuff. The Mets are going to provide us with plenty of agita, no doubt. Yankee fans, you're going to have – <laughs> Thank you. Yankee fans are going to have all sorts of agita as well, you know, that they can listen into us because we will talk about the Yankees. The Giants have a very tumultuous, uh, potentially tumultuous offseason approaching where they've let go of their coordinator and they have to find a new offensive coordinator. And now Victor Cruz is coming out and saying some things that don't sound great. And maybe there's some, maybe there's some turmoil there between Eli Manning and a terrible year. Uh, but, and, you know, the Eli's going to be 34, and it's, there's a lot of intrigue. The Jets have an unbelievably intriguing offseason coming up. Unbelievably so. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to make decisions we don't like. They're going to make decisions that we do like. They're going to play badly. They're going to play well. Mets are probably going to mostly play badly. That doesn't mean that we're not going to rip them when they deserve to be ripped. But rip them as a fan because you love them. Right. You know, not because it's... That's why I have a problem with Sandy Alderson. Right. Because I, lo- <laughs> I, I like the team. I was looking forward to this offseason yes. for this three is, years. Look, it's a crushing offseason for the Mets. It's crushing. Matt Hardy's injury is crushing. But, but, you know, most people say it's not crushing because they did add... Cologne and Granderson and Chris Young. You, could, you, you almost couldn't even get that out of your mouth. There was, I think there was somebody else they added. Was there somebody else? You couldn't get Chris Young out of your mouth. Chris, yeah. But the point is, pe- people lauded those moves. They thought they were, they were great moves. You know? Wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. It wasn't what we were, it wasn't what we were sold. Agree. Totally agree. Things, things changed from, from when we were sold what was going to happen. doesn't make it easier to accept it, though. Yeah, I mean, you and I disagree on why or, or on some of the reasons, perhaps, things have changed. I think you think there's philosophical, there are philosophical aspects of Sandy Alderson's approach to building a team that even, you know, you feel maybe if, even if he had the money, he wouldn't spend it. I, I don't feel that the money is there. I simply don't feel that, that the Wilpons have ever been honest about their finances and that the idea that this was going to be some sort of spending spree offseason is nonsense. I think they still can't afford things. But but regardless, either, I, I think both are a little true. Yeah. Um, or I think there's truth on – well, no, I said it fine. Um, <laughs> but I don't think they're done yet either. I don't think they're done. I don't think anything's happening in Major League Baseball right now. 
No, you're right. Nothing's happening. Yeah, I mean, nobody's making moves. Nobody's, nothing is, has happened. I still think there's a trade and or a Stephen Drew signing available to him uh, later in the winter. But that aside, again, the Mets are going to be, so we talk about, let me, let's wrap this up by saying this. And Pete, again, if you're out there, Pete, and you're still, we are still live, by the way. I made the show two hours tonight because I knew we have a lot to talk about. That was very prescient of you. Can I give you this? Last week, Last weekend, the football playoffs, it couldn't have been better. Couldn't have been better. No, those were great games. I mean, four incredible games. Yep. Without uh, our team there, you know, that's great. That's awesome. To, you know, to discuss that is fantastic. There were so many strategical things that went on in these games. There were officiating problems and stuff, but there always are, and there always, they were, they're always going to be. But they were good games they to were, watch. They were incredible games. If you're a football fan. Yeah. Th- that's The Super Bowl's in New York in like three weeks. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's crazy. Yep. First ever Super Bowl in New York. We're going to talk about that a ton. You know, I'm interested to see what the city looks like with the Super Bowl here. They're going to have a bobsled down Fifth Avenue. They, I might bobsled down Fifth Avenue. Cool runnings. Why not? <laughs> there goes, there goes Dougie. Is he alive? Dougie Doug. Dougie Doug. Or Dougie Fresh. You have just blown my mind. They're both in Cool Runnings, aren't they? Oh, I don't know. Are they both in it? It's not the same person, right? It's not the same person. If, if it is the same person, and we don't know that. Any street cred that we had, gone. Oh, yeah. No. I'm not saying that we had street cred. No. Yeah, it was a good movie. You remember the movie, though, right? Of course I remember the movie. It's a great movie. Dougie Doug, um, uh, I don't believe, is, uh, is, is the same as Dougie Fresh. Okay. Let's, uh, let's just confirm that. It's the same person. Is it really? It's not the same person. It's not. No. Okay. Douglas E. Davis and Douglas uh, Bourne. (laughs) Street cred. Yeah. Well, let's move on. (laughs) You're the one who brought up the bobsled. No, you... Oh, I brought up the bobsled because I think that's cool. Of course, it's awesome. You know? The city's going to be completely transformed into... Like, you see it everywhere else. It's been in every other city, you know, for 50 years or whatever, 48 years. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been here. So that's, you know, that's amazing. And the week before that, you've got two outdoor games, two outdoor yep. hockey games at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. That's great, too. That's tremendous. Devils and, Devils and Rangers on the Sunday, right? And then Devils or uh, Isles Rangers on the Wednesday night. Right. Which I really wanted to go to. Sugar. Well, there's still tickets. There are still tickets available. I can't afford them. Moving on. No, those those are the sort of things that go to committee, and there's not discretionary funds for those sort of things. Bring now, now, now. Why, why, why am I uh, saying that so many times? Um, we should do the fun load now. Is PJ available? He is. Do you feel do you feel better about sports? Eh, I you know. Wow, what a jerk! No, 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 no. no. How, did you, how did you like the clams? Meh. Will you let me finish? Did you like the fraud Diablo? I worked really hard on that. Nee. 
I slave over a pot of gravy all day. And ugas you give me. My... Uh, please please finish. Who's breaking? Breaking news, by the breaking, way. Breaking. My Italian mother-in-law... Oh, boy. ...does not call it gravy. Yeah. Another, another one. Another one bites the dust. She's Italian. 100%. Never called it gravy. She calls it sauce. Always been sauce. Well, she can turn in her card. What are you pouring? <laughs> these microphones are ridiculous. You can't hide anything with these things. That was, I'm pouring some water. That was in another room. <laughs> I, I actually had Wesley pour that in his oh, bedroom. Dog's snoring. We're pouring stuff. TJ's drinking something. These, these microphones are extraordinarily sensitive. Um, I'm scratching now. Do you hear this as well? I do, I do hear that. Come on. I heard that. What was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. I can't believe she calls it sauce. She's out. I, yeah, no. It's, I'd like I'm, to see her her papers, please. Papers. It was shocking. It was shocking. I really, I don't remember what I was going to say. I feel shocked. Oh, when I, I, I didn't mean to dismiss the fact that I don't feel better about sports, because I appreciate your perspective from it, and I'm going to sincerely try taking that approach. Okay. So, so we did get that out of this conversation. I just, I'm, I'm still kind of down on the state of affairs. That's uh, Andy Garcia. That's all. Uh, that's all I can possibly ask for. Yeah, but but thank you. Now, all that being said, I cannot believe that Mike Piazza didn't get to the Hall of Fame again. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's, just, it's, it's ridiculous at this point. What about the fact that Craig Biggio missed out because of two votes? Two votes. And somebody had the nerve to put Jacques Jones on the ballot this yeah. year. And uh, what's his name? Uh, somebody Ar- else ridiculous got a Armando vote. Benitez. Armando Benitez got a vote. J.T. Snow got two votes. This is uh, The Hall of Fame discussion is a great example of this line between still having fun with sports and having fun with the discussions about sports because it's a Hall of Fame. It's not like a real thing. It's a museum. Right. And the sanctimony and, and uh, morality, fake morality of so many of these baseball writers that, that they get to trot out once a year. Like when did, how did, I wanted to, I've been meaning to ask you this because we, we did a lot on this last year because Piazza didn't get in on the first ballot because so many writers made a stand because he was a rumored steroid guy or whatever. When did, like, printing your, sharing your ballot and then writing a huge article about it and, and, and giving your reasons for your vote become a thing? Within the last couple of years. Right? Maybe even it's, just it's, last it's, year. It's like a thing now. Oh, yeah, you have to... You have to or it's here's here's who I voted for. Have at me. Yeah, and 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 here's four thousand words on why. Right. I that there I I can honestly say I've started with that. I could care less. It's so stupid. Here we go. Here two things. Two things that I can. That well, I can how come do. they don't do it for like the Heisman? How, oh, come I know. That, how, how come that hasn't become a thing? Two things that I can tell you right now I, I already don't care about. It doesn't bother me. 
It's just, it's it's like it's annoying, but I'm past it. Saturation. You 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 saturated. You are saturating that market. Right. Number one is the hall of is the hall of fame def- voting defense article that they put out. Right. Have to defend themselves. Which has become a thing now. Which, by the way, if you feel the need to defend yourself via 4,000 words immediately after you voted, then maybe you should think about how you voted. Right? Here's what I did wrong. Here's 4,000 words on why I did what I did wrong. I could have easily not done the thing wrong that I did. And saved all these words. But I wrote 4,000 words about it. That's number one. Number two, uh, when news breaks about a signing or a trade... And they have to credit who's the one that broke the news. That's so stupid. I I really I would be hard pressed to find one fan. It's so silly. That that cares. No, that's a that's a strictly for them thing. It is. It, it really is. But and it's, it's and it's and it's as if the news wasn't going to get out there. Right. But it's just so self-serving. Oh boy. Yeah. It's, it we, it's just the level of of self-servitude. But they want they, they, we're at isn't that a Nirvana song? If it's not, it should be. They want they want the pat on the back. It's a flaming lip song. Oh. The level of self servitude. They want the pat on the back. But they from, want but from each other. Right? Exactly. They They're want the, the inter the the interjournalistic uh, fraternity pat on the back. Yeah, yeah you, you're right. That's a thing because then they do. They actually do congratulate each other. Right. Congre- yeah, and kudos or or the uh, as what's his name such and such reported. Right. He had it first. Like who care? Who care? As if that guy reporting it, that person, man or woman reporting it, we never would have heard about it. Like, did he get a point? Good thing. Did he get a point? <laughs> yeah, let's look at this. Let's look at the standings. Who's in first place? Like, who cares? Yeah. It's it's silly, and and I totally agree with you on the Hall of Fame thing. Totally agree. The comment. Yeah. Well, the you brought it up. I mean, the conversation is about like Francesca did you know the whole day on the Hall of Fame, and it's not about. It starts out with him as I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, which is fine. That's what it's supposed to be. I don't think. I don't think. Right. And then somebody calls and brings up Robin Yount, and he's. Uh, uh, Francesca was talking about Biggio. He doesn't think Biggio is a Hall of Famer. I'm a hard marker. I mean, and then the callers call in. I'm a hard marker. Yeah, you're not a hard marker. Stop. Stop. You're not a marker at all. You, you have, have no authority to mark <laughs> anything. You you do not get any sort of sharpie. All, you, all you're doing is talking. That's it. You're not a hard marker. You're you may be a. Uh, your own personal criteria, maybe a little more staunch or whatever. Not even that. So <laughs> he says Robin Young is a no doubt Hall of Famer. Like the guy, like the guy brings up, like he's like, hey, you know, Robin Young's numbers aren't, you know, I mean, he played for you know twenty years and got three thousand hits and he got in. Robin Young is a no doubt Hall of Famer. So he goes from having an opinion, good, to telling me. That, that there's a definite involved bad. Right. If you don't believe it, you're wrong. Exactly. Because I'm telling you that that's true. Here's the only problem. Craig Biggio has better numbers than Robin Yount. Or, or if not better, comparable. Right. And better in a number of categories, like 40 more home runs. 
like 200 more stolen bases. Like 110 more runs scored. The same, uh, Robin Young's career batting average, 285. Right. Craig Biggio's, 281. His big, his big complaint was that Craig Biggio uh, only had a 281 lifetime average with 3,000 hits. Well, Robin Young had two, was only 285. He said he didn't, he couldn't even think of another guy that was in the 280s, that was in the Hall of. I mean, don't. It's there's nothing possibly that's definite about it, except right. the fact that Robin Young is in the Hall of Fame. So enough people must have thought he was a Hall of Famer. But you know that's where it gets really dicey when you go from the I think good, I think, comma good. I know. For sure, no Stefani about it. Bad. That's that's where you that's where these guys are losing me now. Guys, Absolute. and Yeah, oh yeah, I and mean, that's that's what we're seeing. Yeah. It's like it's you 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 see this all the time. It's sports. It should be fun. Yep. It should be a discussion. It's all about opinion. There's very little absolute right or wrong about sports. The Unless, scoreboard. Scoreboard at the end of the game. That's the absolute. Yeah. Right. If, unless, yeah, you were going to argue that Hank Aaron hit 750 home runs. I'm telling you that he hit 750 home runs. <laughs> you then are permitted to tell me you're wrong. <laughs> exactly. You're not paying attention. Right. Exactly. And because it's a fact. It's a number. I got the number wrong. That's like when, you, when, when they call up and mispronounce the guy's name. Right. And they're going to criticize him. But they mispronounce his name. Right. The person has left himself open to whatever because you just used the wrong name. <laughs> that's a fact. That's something that's right or wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah. not what, what you believe or what you think or who, you know, I think if Piazza gets in, he's going to go in as a Dodger. Nah, you're wrong. You, could, you couldn't be more wrong. He's going to be a Met. No, it's an opinion. Yeah. It's discussion. Right. Until such a time as he goes in as a Dodger. Right. Then and it's a fact. And then we all lose our minds. Right, but then you can, but then you can still have the you can still have the conversation that I think he should have gone in as a Met, and here's why. Yeah, exactly, totally. Oh. I I totally agree. All right, all right. Well, it's late, so. PJ. 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 It's like we're telling him. <laughs> Buddy. Buddy. Hey, buddy. You gotta find. You gotta find the fun. Time for the fun load, buddy. <laughs> Ready, everybody? Fun, fun. Hi, Peach. Don't listen. I gotta go to bed. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but I good fun load. <laughs> it's a good one. That was fun. Tonight's topic, I, what is your bedtime? I enjoyed And that. why am I so bleeding tired? Did we have, was that caller really surly? I, I couldn't tell if he was going to bust your chops or whether he was a prank call or what. Oh. I just, I just said, you know, hello, or who's this? And he, he just said, Pete. <laughs> oh, hi, Pete. We were about to get an an Al Al, Al Albuquerque call. Maybe. Well, well, whoever he was, Pete, honestly, if you were calling in to talk about the Mets or whatever, please, uh, we're on every week. I think we'll be on again next Wednesday night, hopefully. So um, 
And if you want to call in and talk sports and just hang out, uh, please do. Absolutely. Just Sorry. Just <laughs> not right this second. Our landline is going to be canceled. <laughs> landline shortly. <laughs> we only have about eight minutes left for the landline. What's the um, what's the fun load tonight, Pigeon? All I, I just I just wanted to ask um, about showers. So, so, so ask it. All right. I did I did not see that coming. Showers. Showers. How long is your shower? Oh, that's a personal question. I thought maybe you were talking about like baby showers, bridal showers, bridal showers. Um, Are there any others? I'm talking about bathing. Two showers. I think that's the only thing. You got a a back. (laughs) What is is going on here? (laughs) What do you want to know, PJ? Just ask us. My shower is getting longer and longer, and results are varying. Could this have something to do with the fact that you need to lose weight in the new year? Just taking longer <laughs> to, to, to wash the entirety of know. it? I don't know what it is. I keep adding steps to the routine. What results con- are exactly varying? There's conditioners now. There's, like, moisturizers. Sometimes I moisturize my skin. I never used to do any of these things. I don't know if it's a what? sign of being in your 40s. You got to add layers to your to your shower routine. Why are you but doing this? It used to be pretty basic. It used to be like water, soap, shampoo, get out. And now, and now you find that uh, there's quite a little routine going on there. I got a lot of bottles in there now. I mean, you know, there's no candles yet, but who's who's got more bottles at this point? You or Tina? It's hard, it's hard to say. Are you narrowing the gap? Yeah, I'm closing in. <laughs> I am. I am a, uh, a rapid shower guy. I Still, I remain a very practical shower guy. I have one weird sort of thing about my shower, and that is I put my hands... <laughs> this is fine. Just don't everybody get what? upset. Where do you, Where put, do you your put your hands? <laughs> Creepy. I put my right hand on my uh, my left shoulder, and my left hand goes on my right elbow. When I'm not when I'm not uh, soaping or shampooing, that is how I stand in the shower. That's your right hand, right hand, left elbow. That's my that's my that's the pose. Interesting. What is that born out of? I have no idea. You're just doing it all my life. You've always done that. Yep. It's it's when I first get in, first water, first letting the water hit uh, the, the the beginning of the shower. We're not uh, fully into the shower. We haven't uh, washed, as it were. <laughs> now are you, so that's my one weird thing I would say. Other than that, in and out. It's just for it's, the, just for the rinse down. I did go body wash a few years ago too. That was a big change. Yep. Yeah. I went. Yep. I shun the bar soap now. Yep. I went Axe. Axe? I do. I, uh, the commercials got me. Still hasn't happened yet, by the way. Still haven't been attacked by wild teenage women. Got, they appeal to your, your inner yeah. your middle schooler. Correct. <laughs> my, my, still have not been attacked by a group of wild uh, teenage girls. But, you know, tomorrow's a new day. 
I went body wash, and now I I, uh, I always have two different scents on hand. <laughs> see, you, you weigh I, I don't know off. if I'm going to... I don't... Yeah, see, it's it's starting to get... Starting to get a little crazy with me. I don't know why. I'm but just I happy if I have scent. anything in the bottle. Right. Or if I have to put extra water in the bottle to get the last <laughs> of it out. Because in my family, in my family, we 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 all use the same body wash. Wow. Yes. How, is that a? How is do that you a, all agree? Is that a BJ's situation or a Costco? Not at the same time, but it's it's all one. Yeah, it's a, it's a BJ's or Costco. It's Costco. Is it all unscented? It's Dove. Oh, that's a neutral. So it's not like an Old Spice thing. No, it's the Switzerland of, of body. Yeah, it's of body right. It's it's just a, it's just a clean smell, so I can get away with it with the three females in the house. Right. I I think you smell delightful. I'm I am stuck with the Moroccan oil shampoo. You know I what? Know what that is? Some of those. Wow, you don't. That must be no. must be must be exotic. Some yeah. of those, uh, some of those like ridiculous shampoos that you get hoodwinked into because there's women in your life. Yeah. Actually, you get kind of uh, hooked on. Yeah, I'm stuck with that. But <laughs> I don't, I don't go for any kind of, I don't, no, no facial scrubs or oh, anything like that. Yeah, I, I don't use conditioner. Two? You don't have enough face for two. You tell me what? You tell me one face scrub can't get a ton for you. I got one that's a menthol and one that's a citrus, and they're they're very different. Menthol? What are you doing and in there? And by the way, no matter what I do, the <laughs> results are the same. I'm still a slob <laughs> when I leave the bathroom. You what said is... results may vary. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm change that. To results are gonna be the same. <laughs> results don't vary at all. Uh, Who makes that one face wash? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Face wash. <laughs> it's got a menthol to it. What are you, a 16-year-old first-time smoker? I don't doing? know. I, I don't know if this is a phase or if this did is you, a progression. Did you bum that sure. face wash? Only, only somebody, only somebody desperate for face wash bums menthol face wash. <laughs> are your sinuses clogged also? Hey man, do you have any face wash? Yeah, all I got is menthol though. That's all right. I really need it. Sorry, it's Funny menthol. you should mention sinuses, Cal, because I've Uh-oh. also added a nasal wash to uh, my nighttime routine, especially in the winter. Dog neti pot. I do that too. <laughs> you, I don't you do with you, the dog. You do use the neti pot. I use uh, something sort of like that. Yeah. <laughs> what is sort of like a neti pot? The turkey beef. It's, it's like a little. It's like a little. It's called like the Neil Med squeeze bottle or something like Who's that. Who's Neil Med? <laughs> He's the guy who made the squeeze bottle. You stick it in your nostril and you give yourself a, a flush. It's Ooh, a, it's it's a med a pot. Medi pot. That's right. Yeah. Oh my god. It's um. I I. Do you know about it? No, you've heard. My final question would be: uh, Are you washcloth guys? 
Or you just go hands? No. I got a poof. Oh, no. No. I use one of I those... Uh, it ain't so. A black, like a black one. You got a, a stretchy thingy? That's your penis. <laughs> what <are> you... <laughs> One of I'm those sorry. scrunchy nylon loofah oh, things. Yeah, that's, that's what not I got. Really made loofah. I that's what, that's that's what I use. Yeah, it's not really a poof, but it's nylon. Oh, is it the shower poof? Is that what they call it? Yeah, I think so. It's black and silver. <laughs> I think you're allowed to say that. I can. It's really it's really manly. It's because it's, it's black. black. <laughs> it's Raiders colors. It's, it's black yeah. and silver. That's why. It's, well, it's not silver. It's just black, but. I don't. Uh, I don't do that. Hands across America. <laughs> That's it. Which no does cloth, lead, nothing. Nope. Which, wow. Which does lead me to, um, unfortunately, use a great deal more body wash than most people probably need to. It doesn't right, go far. As soon as you put it on your no. hand, it washes away. Not if you do it correctly. What about the it's shower sorry. head? You Anymore? got it on the uh, ex- extension hose, or is it just a stationary head? I, I, well, we don't have a choice in that one. This is what happens when you rent. You don't make those sort of changes in the bathroom. You're happy with the shower head you have. You hope for good water pressure, and you move on. Hmm. We have we have pretty good water pressure. We have a, a stick, you know, that you can take off. I don't very use it. It's sort of like spitting on you. Really, take, really takes away from the shower pressure. So I, I'm, I'm pretty straightforward in there. Let's go. Business. It is business. That's true. It's business. I think I've gone down the rabbit hole. I think I've made a mistake. Yeah. Your, your showers are starting to sound like pleasure. <laughs> are they more than 15 minutes? Oh, God, yes. That's, that's the problem. Wow. They take yeah, a think- long time. A shower's a business trip for me. This is clearly a man who doesn't have a nine-to-five job, by the way. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> BJ's like Kramer in that aspect. Like, you can sit there and shower for 35 minutes. Who's going to say a word? I got to get out. I got people that got to get in. Basically, I jump in the shower knowing that the bus is coming for my kids in 10 minutes. Yeah. So if I'm not out of the shower, they miss the bus. Yeah, it, my showers are Olympic at this point. Like, how fast can I, can I beat my time? In the, right. in the oh, we got 90 seconds left. We got to let's go. You said, How fast can I beat my time? She says, 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all the time we have. Welcome back. Shower to shower, shower to shower. <laughs> PJ, final unload. Final unload is uh, I'm very happy. You can tell by the tone of my voice. I uh, went and picked up my studio computer. It's ready. Oh, wow. I'm uh, starting to uh, put things back together. So we'll, we'll talk about that in the future. Love it. Cal, final unload. Hey, rough day today for Flavor Flav. Got arrested. Wow. That's all I got. Got arrested. Rough day. And my, can't follow that. My five here. It was in New York. Was a press conference? I just did not see that coming. And my final unload is: Hey, it's great to be back with you guys. I missed you a lot. I miss this, and uh, let's keep this uh, going in 2014. I got a new microphone and everything. 
We'll see you guys Except next week. everything you do. Except <laughs> everything I do. Suspended license. Suspended license. Yep. So that happened. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Good sliders.